0: On Creve on News Talk. Time now for Tell Me Why. And like every week at this time, Graham Finley joins the News Talk to answer your question that has perplexed our listeners. Today's question is What was the first food? Graham joins us on the line now. Graham, how are you today?
1: Not bad. How are you? Bad,
0: how are you? I'm very well. This actually came from a child, I believe. Um, yes, and I suppose it, it's many questions in one, isn't it?
1: It is. It's many, many different questions. And it's controversial. Because I think when people ask, what was the first food, they're kind of secretly hoping it's going to be what they want to eat, right? So so don't worry if you're listening at home. Uh, it's pizza. Pizza. Um, uh, it, it, the first food was pizza, it's clear. No, no. but seriously, um, there, it's a terrific question because we could ask, you know, is it the first food ever consumed by any living organism? Is it the first food which uh, sort of hum- our human ancestors who may not have been exactly the same species as us consumed? Is it the first food consumed by, by humans of the exact same species as us? Or is it the first sort of agricultural food, the first food which, where we spent some time cooking? You know, and all of these happened at sort of different times. And, and, and so the very first food consumed by the very first living organisms was um, now these were bacteria. They were actually really, really simple bacteria, which are just basically a membrane uh, holding a bunch of stuff together, which was how you could tell that they were an actual living organism and not just a chemical reaction. And they can live; they could live anywhere, which was convenient because the Earth was a pretty hostile place at the time. They could live in volcanic, undersea vents and so forth. And uh, and they mostly consumed uh, carbon compounds and things like you know carbon monoxide, yum, you know, and hydrogen sulfide, uh, you know, there in their vents. And it took billions of years before they could form multiple-celled animals, or they could even form. um, These were prokaryotes. They could even form eukaryotes, which are these you know, basically bacteria like like animals, which could photosynthesize. They could t- get energy from the sun and convert it into oxygen. Um, and so they could get food from the sun and then they could also consume other things. And so through all of that oxygen being produced, we got the atmosphere we currently have and more complex life could, could be formed.
0: Right. Um, so you have to say that they were eating what was on the menu. You know, it, it's not as if these poor bacteria had a choice. They, they just had to eat. Yeah, what no, was that, there. that was what was there. Photosynthesis. And... Yep. Go on. Yeah, photosynthesis seems to be the deal changer, though, isn't it?
1: It is. I mean, it allowed again. You know, it allowed oxygen to be produced. The atmosphere radically changed, and it allowed sort of slightly less hardy, but maybe more complicated creatures to evolve in these nice warm oceans, but in slightly less harsh climates than than these initial prokaryotes evolved. Um, and that's so that the first few complex multicellular organisms, which um, scientists will call the first animals, as opposed to these sort of bacteria-like things, um, they were almost all carnivores. And what they ate were, now, you know, they weren't eating meat. They were, well, they, by meat, the scientists define other animals which aren't getting their their energy from the sun, right? So not plants. but um, So basically, they ate other less complicated bacteria. Uh, and, and so that went on for a very long time. Uh, and in fact they think that the jump from prokaryotes remember these really uncomplicated bacteria to the eukaryotes may have been when one of them swallowed another one engulfed another one and the other, the second smaller bacterium lived on within uh, the the prokaryote the bigger prokaryote and they eventually got it together and evolved to be able to produce Food from the sun. So, I mean, eating, you know, each other could have been, you know, the basis of all of our complex life. But we can move on a little bit further um, to our very first human ancestors. And this is where a lot of the controversy comes in. So about two million years ago, maybe give or take a couple hundred million years, I think a couple hundred thousand years, we started to evolve bigger brains uh, and, and less large teeth. Um, and we also um, were eating certain kinds of things. And there's a big debate over what that was. And again, it comes down to what you'd rather be eating. And a lot of people talk about how we should eat, what we were evolved to eat, people we should eat, you know, the Paleolithic diet, which is the old Stone Age diet. Um, and I think a lot of those people think that that involves seeds and nuts, which is true, but also a lot of meat. But in fact, our, our sort of um, really long ago ancestors, about 2 million years ago, probably ate pretty much the way chimpanzees eat today and in fact our guts aren't so different from from those of chimpanzees uh, today Uh, and so that's actually mostly nuts and seeds and and you know maybe some leaves uh, some fungus covered tropical leaves apparently was very good for you and very very little meat Um, and and if that was there was meat it wasn't a big steak it was mostly insects so if you want to go for the full paleo diet get those insects out, uh, because that's, that's where the chimpanzees, yeah. chimpanzees are at. And, uh, and, you know, so they were largely vegetarian, basically, not least because they just didn't have access to really large amounts of meat. Um, but there's a huge controversy over cooking and when that occurs and how we got from sort of these early, you know, two, two million years ago, you know, proto-human beings or human various variations on human beings to ourselves – and where this big brain box came from Uh, and and the debate is over when cooking appears Uh, and and what, what, what we cooked when we could cook so there's only evidence of cooking apparatus which are these earth ovens which are you know hot stones in a pit which could be used to heat water, or more frequently, to roast meat. But that only goes back about thirty thousand years. Um, and in fact, it's quite striking okay. we had you know, elaborate cave paintings before we had had ovens. So the idea was that if we controlled fire as many as a two million, as long as two million years ago, um, and there's some evidence that we did a million years ago, then we cooked and we were able to cook tubers, potatoes, cassava, turnips, and that gave us the energy to grow these big brains.
0: Right, and, and so the, the minute, this is, this is where the debate is, if you can pinpoint where we're able to cook, you'd see the change in us. We'd have uh, smaller jaws, smaller teeth, bigger brains.
1: Yeah, because the brain consumes a lot of energy uh and you know one of the rival theories is that in fact we got all that energy from scavenged meat so you know again really appetizing stuff here if you find a sort of rotting carcass which the lions didn't eat you know you could grab some of that and if you could get it down you know, you you get that kind of energy to really support uh, the big brain. Um, but because tubers like potatoes, and, and don't try this at home. Any more than you try the carbon monoxide trick at home. You know, um, potatoes, for example, are really hard to digest and eat. Almost impossible raw, as many people already know. Uh, but that cooked, they become a tremendous source of energy, as we all probably know. I mean, they're just super high in sugars and starches and all sorts of good stuff. So you know the question is what were we cooking and and were we cooking it at all um because like i said there there's very little evidence of of actual cooking Thirty thousand years beyond thirty thousand years ago, but part of the problem is most of the cooking vessels may have been made out of things which rot, like bark or or wood, because you can actually boil water in a in a in a wooden pot or even a park bark pot as long as the water inside it is is keeping it from catching fire. So so we really don't know, and this is a real controversy, but. Um, you know, it shows just how important these tubers have been to our diets, at least since we started um, eating a lot more plants and cultivating plants uh, in the last rough 12,000 years of, of actual agriculture and cooking, which again took a long time. Um, and this was often agriculture of wild plants, you know, um, whereas it, it took us a couple of thousand more years to, to domesticate plants and animals, so we started eating the kind of things we eat today.
0: Okay, so, so really, although we've no physical evidence of the cooking implements, when you look at our physicality, you would think we, we have to have been cooking earlier than we have the implements. That, that's fascinating stuff. Well, but be, um, be 12,000 years ago. Back. yeah. Yeah, way back, way back. I mean, we're, we're talking going from 60,000 years ago to maybe 1.8 million years ago.
1: Yeah, that's it. I mean, and so one of this, there's the amazingly named Wonderwork Cave in South Africa, where they seem to have controlled use of fire from a million years ago. And they knew that they were making implements, cutting implements and so forth about 500,000 years ago using fire, like flints and things like that. But one of the controversies is, did we cook it or did we just beat it up, right? I mean, so another way to process food um, is to pound it until yep. it's tender. And then you just eat the sort of the mints you've made with, with your with your hammers and, and things like that. So again, you know, and it sounds kind of chefy, but in fact, okay. this is a real debate over how we got to where we are now.
0: Right. And um, when you do think about food, though, twelve thousand years ago is just—it's—it's it's a line in the sand in, our, in terms of our history, isn't it? Everything changes from that point onwards. I, I yeah. and I'm, it's really I'm amazing. I mean, route. like a lot of
1: people. We've we'll heard about the biblical story of Jericho, which famously, if you blow trumpets around it for seven times, the walls fall down. Um, but Jericho seems to be in the place where agriculture really took off, and especially the cultivation of particular grasses like barley and wheat that we associate with food now really happened. And, and, what happened, and so the oldest parts of Jericho, and this is about 10,000 years ago, um, don't have any seeds um, resembling our current wheat, for example. Uh, And uh, so what we think they did was that they they would choose the largest grains because of course there's more in them uh, and uh, they domesticate animals which, made, which were more docile and so we got the sort of tenderer more dependent and less likely to kill us animals which, uh, which we use now and we got the, the sort of plants which were grown for having really large grains so we could, we could collect enough food in three weeks as people point out with agriculture that would take you a year to catch as, as a hunter-gatherer and it's really tough to be a hunter-gatherer, you're just constantly constantly looking for food and you'll take whatever you can get, which is why people eat frogs and insects and rotting meat. But also it's really tough if you're on the move constantly looking for more food to have cooking implements uh, because they're heavy uh, and, and all of the things which come with it. So when you become an agricultural society, you can really take off on the technology front, including on the cooking technology front. And again, we see a lot more of that in, in these ancient agricultural civilizations.
0: And um, so we're moving on, we're settling down, we're harvesting, we're building cities. It's just all taking off at that point and we're getting more sophisticated in what we cook. Um, a man, Bill Sutherland from Cambridge, he went back and recreated some of the dishes that they would have eaten around Babylon um, 1750 BC. What were they like?
1: They were, they sound pretty good um, and they, they, they seem Um, very similar to a lot of dishes people currently eat in Iraq, right? I mean, Babylon was in sort of what is now Iraq. And uh, so we, and what's interesting is, you know, we don't have recipes from these are the very first recipes we found on cuneiform tablets, which are in Yale university, but, You know, they use beer and they, you know, they would have probably had cheese because those are two things which people people learned to do about 5000 years ago. And in fact, the oldest recipe we've got, which we had to reconstruct is actually a beer recipe from China, which is about 5000 years old, where they found all the ingredients for beer of a certain sort, which is more like a porridge, but an alcoholic porridge um, in in a pot in China from 5000 years ago. But the first recipes from 1750 B.C., they look a lot like food you might associate with the Middle East. Um, there's lamb stew with garlic on top, and and garlic and leeks as a topping with cumin and all sorts of um, you know flavors we'd associate with with the Middle East. There's a there's a sort of beet and and lamb stew. There's a, a lamb uh, it's, there's a bit of a lamby theme here, but um, a lamb's blood soup, which um, you know. Is, would be hearty and would keep you going. There's um, roast chickens and and so forth, and and again a lot of leeks and onions and garlic and and and, and yeah. you know leaves of various kinds, sort of salad leaf type things. Uh, and apparently they're very very tasty. And and you sort of thicken up the lamb stew with barley rusks because um, the, the the people of Babylon had really developed barley and wheat uh, growing long before a lot of other people. And 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 so that's you know it was it, but the guy who Bill Sutherland, as you say, who made it. He pronounced it all very, very tasty. He didn't use the lamb's blood in the, it sounds, in the soup, which is a bit disappointing. Oh, you know, that's frankly, good. But it, there you
0: go. There is a few people asking one question, which it seems to be kind of um, politically motivated. Can Graeme tell us whether or not we were vegetarian to begin with? I hear this from my veggie mates very often, but I'm not sure it is true. As you explained it all to me there, it was hard to say whether we were kind of vegetarian from what I could hear.
1: Well, this is a huge debate. You know, what was our original diet? Again, Two cautions one don 't base your diet on what our ancestors two million years ago um, ate, right um, things have moved on, and then we have in fact developed our guts and developed a lot of um, aspects of us and we have we, you know there 's old evolution and then there 's more recent evolutionary changes and you know some uh, areas have gotten better at at, eat, at drinking milk than others, others are better at processing seaweed than others, and so forth so so it 's not determining of what your diet should be, but our late earliest human ancestors, like our primate relatives today, were mostly vegetarian. But like some current vegetarians, I'm told, they would cheat. So if they caught a frog, or if they they found you know some 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 rotting meat, or if they they found a horde of insects, they're eating them. And um, you know, chimpanzees will even engage in tool use by putting long grasses down anthills so they can have the tasty ants. So so. It wasn't strictly vegetarian, but it was very much mostly vegetarian. Just because you, you its hard to find reliable um, access, uh, particularly to large pieces of meat. You know, um, you just—I mean, if you're going to starve, if you don't kill something really big, uh, every every day right or for a week every week you're going to starve um now that said in these um earth ovens they have found roast mammoths and it's a lot like the traditional barbecues of a lot of of civilizations you know you build the pit fill it full of of hot rocks and ashes you put some big piece of meat in it covered wrapped in leaves put earth on top and leave it for 24 hours delicious and they found mammoths in there and so forth (sighs) And that's still something you find in Fiji and Mexico and Cuba with these big communal roasts. And, and cooking was a communal activity, which is another reason why we didn't do it uh, until much later. It, it takes a nice. lot. Of, it's something people do together. So, so you know, and, and the barbecue is very old, but vegetables um, have always been our, our mainstay.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm I just looking down at the very beginning of your notes and we, we, we started with bacteria and we ended up with beer. I suppose some people would say that's not that much of a journey really, Graeme. Um, Graeme, um, Graham, thank you very much for that today. A pleasure as always. If you have questions for Graeme, email afternoon at newstalk.com. he will be delighted to answer them for you. Moncrief on Newstalk.